I am Danika. And I am Myra. And this is the Black Women Healing Podcast. A space to discuss mental wellness. A space to dive into soul care and vulnerability. Here, we will support you on your journey as you focus on your healing. While also giving you the work along the way. Welcome to Black Women Healing Podcast. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Black Women Healing Podcast. And this episode is a it's actually pretty special because we get to highlight a new partnership that we're a part of. Um, and so... Our guest today is uh, Melanie Hill, and if you all haven't listened, you should go back and listen. Uh, We had a podcast about healing through writing pretty much like two years ago, which is wild, like full circle. Um, And so we're going to be highlighting her brand, Stronger Than My Struggles. But before we get into that, we're going to start with a random discussion. Marva, you got anything on your mind? A random topic? Yes, I have something. Okay. I feel like I probably asked this before, but I'm gonna ask it again. If you could be a character on a show, what show would it be? And what character would you be? Hmm. <laughs> you know, it's so weird because I don't watch any current TV. So uh-huh. like I would have to go back to like old shows. Um, and believe it or not, if I could be any character, I would wanna be Archie Bunker. Um, and I know it sounds crazy, right? <laughs> but like, I'm a female version of Archie Bunker in today's society, right? Okay. Uh-huh. And I miss the days where we could say what we really thought. So I would want to be Archie Bunker so I could say what I really think for a while. Wow, you took it back to all in the family? <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> yeah, don't be mad at me, y'all. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> what? What? How do you not know this? I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> I, I am beyond shocked. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Wait, is this is this the um you said all in the family? So I know that show. That's not like a cartoon show. That's a regular, like a you know, regular show, right? Cartoon? No, I'm saying it's not a cartoon. I don't- on here I really don't know I have no clue what's going on here (laughs) oh I'm saying I know the show all in the family but I'm not like I didn't watch that show like regularly to even know the characters if it makes sense so the main character I absolutely don't know that (laughs) all in the family is that that wife is it a white family yes okay (laughs) see I know that I know that Look, but no, I didn't. I didn't watch that one, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I'm so glad you okay. asked that question, Myra, because you would have never known that she didn't know who Archie Bunker was. <laughs> right, I thought everybody just knew who he was. Well, since I don't know, can you give me some insight on like why you feel like you're the female version of him? Okay, so he was um, cantankerous. He was a grouchy older white guy who was. Um, still in the olden days when we were trying to like be more progressive and we were trying to integrate you know he still saw black people as less than equal he still saw uh the jews as less than equal he still had his own ideas about america and what americans were and um he just, he had an idea about how the family should run. And, you know, he had a stay-at-home wife who needed to be there to get his beer. You know, like it was a very, you know, the old way of life. Uh-huh. 
And oh. because I say things that Archie Bunker would say, but it's not something that you could really say in today's society. You know, it's like um, we just had a a murder that happened over the weekend where everyone's talking on social media about the young black guy who was murdered by his white uh, influencer girlfriend who uh, then posted on OnlyFans right afterwards. And she was 5150, which means that she went into a mental institution and she's actually out already. And they caught her like drinking at a bar this weekend. And so there's a whole bunch of, you know, things online about how we should be furious about this black guy who was killed. And then some people pulled up his tweets about black women. Mm. What did he say? <laughs> uh, he has some very strong opinions about how we were not worthy of him, you know, and uh, the way we talk, the way we dress, you know, uh, he was very, very much putting black women down to highlight white women. Um, and now the black community is supposed to uprise. You know, I have a whole different opinion about it. and. If we lived in a society where Archie Bunker was still popular, I would say exactly what I feel. Yeah. Yeah, no. So I'm guessing a white woman. Yes. Murdered him. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I'm thinking of, yeah, usually back, like when you think of like the older shows and stuff, it always was that character that usually was more outspoken and said those things that, you know, at the time, it didn't because I'm mean, even looking back at shows now that I really enjoy it didn't make me cringe at the time but now when I watch it, I'm like cringe you know and it's because like you said because what we're being taught now what is the societal norms and what we shouldn't and shouldn't be saying so I mean no I I, I understand now the female Archie yeah <laughs> okay what about you Myra you asked the question and I don't even have an answer. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I've been feeling like I want to be on two shows. One would be That's So Raven. I don't know why I'm feeling that vibe. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe I just want to see into the future and see what's going on. Um, but also, I feel like I've been brainwashed because my boyfriend watches A Different World every day for at least two hours every day. Mm -hmm. So that's the only show I'm really like, listening to I don't really watch it but I really listen to it so I kind of feel like I want to be one of those characters just because I've been brainwashed to watch it all the time and I would probably be he always says we're Dwayne and Whitley which I don't know that I agree with that but um I do like Jada Pinkett's character so maybe I, would be I don't know yeah that's yeah um yeah I think yeah you asked this question on another episode but I immediately you I, the way you asked it today was like the fictional piece and I think mm -hmm. that it, it helps because at first you know I was like I don't want to be nobody because everybody's life is horrible or not horrible but life is hard so everybody's yeah. life is hard and I don't want to switch because I feel like I'm getting to know this one <laughs> but uh -huh. when it comes to this fictional character uh, I do think of Penny Proud off the Proud family and how she had like this you know she grew up she she's growing up in this black family that has a supportive mom a supportive dad they show like the family everybody in their own different emotional available ways even the grandmother you know uh but then how she has the friends at school like the real life bullies but being able to navigate that it's just I don't know like penny proud like and she was cute you know um I don't know it's just it's like a 
it showed the ups and downs of like teenagehood, mm-hmm. but just in a in a good way. They did they did real good with that show. Well, I think it's still on. I think they came back. I haven't watched the new one. Yeah, they did come back. And it's funny that you said the Proud Family because one of the characters on the Proud Family is a character in a different world. Who? Dijanae. Who's that? <laughs> y'all, is not, y'all is not about to do this to me today <laughs> hold on Dijanae the voice the voice is who he plays like it. every cartoon character in the world <laughs> she does you're talking about um the life three summers yes that's her uh-uh no uh-uh. I, was say, I don't think that's that's not- I thought that was Cree she do on the new one people. I don't know the yeah. new ones she also played in Friday on the phone That's with her. Regina? Oh, you're talking about, she's talking Apologize, about. Apologize, Yes. <laughs> you ain't got to lie, Craig. You ain't got to lie. That is hilarious that that's DJ Matt. <laughs> okay. Craig <laughs> Summers does play in like everything though. Every, you cannot she plays every cartoon everything. character in the world. <laughs> hey, that baby's getting her back. For real. Hey. <laughs> okay well thanks for participating melanie um thanks for being patient with me y'all and teaching me some things today and now i'm gonna have to go go back and at least look at an episode of all in the family because i know y'all gonna be coming for me so it's hard but, to find i'm telling you it's oh, it hard is. to find but uh i think you can get it on amazon but it's hard to find yeah they probably maybe they'll have like little youtube clips maybe yeah okay all right so i'm gonna go ahead and introduce melanie um as we're already getting to know her more so uh today we have melanie hill she is a life coach and powerful author melanie has self-published eight books spoken at colleges and universities uh become a life transition coach and launch stronger than my struggles to connect to other survivors like herself Stronger Than My Struggles aims to heal through the written and spoken word, offering resources, support, and services to survivors from all walks of life. Coach Melanie, I like that. Coach Melanie hosts a series of workshops in the Baltimore area, including a free weekly therapeutic writing workshop, Writing for My Sanity, which she named after her book of poetry. In May 2019, Melanie made history as she launched the first ever Black Mental Health Awareness Tour, Crazy Like a Fox, Black Mental Health Matters. The Crazy Like a Fox tour stems from a one-time event created by Coach Melanie in 2018. It has now expanded into a four-city tour. So it's been a while since we've spoken, so I'm pretty sure it's some catching up to do. So for those who haven't listened to our past episode, can you give us some history of how Stronger Than My Struggles came into fruition? Sure. So, you know, Stronger Than My Struggles, it really started long before it became a brand. It was something, and it's weird because today's Palm Sunday, so I'm, I'm honored to be able to tell this story today. Um, but it started in church when I was having a really hard time in my life in 2013. And I had this day where it felt like God was like sending me all these messages before I got to church. And when I got to church, I had this feeling that God had sat down next to me and I was done. Like I wanted to quit. I was telling God how I wanted to give up and I was tired. And God told me, he said, you're going to travel the world and you're going to tell people how I healed you. 
and you're going to tell my story. And I remember lashing out at God in church. Like, how am I going to tell people what you've done for me? Don't you know what you put me through? Don't you know where I've been? Where is this money going to come from to travel the world and tell people? And, you know, four years later, my life was falling apart again. And I got in bed ready to give up again. And I kept hearing these words in my ears and it was just like stronger than my struggles, stronger than my struggles. And I had no idea what it meant, but being a businesswoman, I went and bought the domain and just sat on it. And it just kept coming back to me stronger than my struggles. And the more I thought about it, I realized that I was getting a message and that it was bigger than me. It was something that I needed to put out there because the message of being stronger than my struggles was something that was keeping me out of the bed wanting to die. Like I just was laying there waiting to die, but that message kept telling me there was something that I could do. I was better than this. I was stronger than this. And I had to share that. And so I launched this community, Stronger Than My Struggles, not even knowing where it was going to go or what I was trying to do or who I was trying to reach. Just that I needed to tell people that we were stronger than our struggles. You know, they were going to keep coming, but we had this strength that was going to keep coming too. That is so powerful. I'm curious, what have been some of the benefits that people have expressed after connecting with Stronger Than My Struggles? They found freedom. Mm. You know, it's weird because in a community, it's not easy to find freedom because often we're pushed to fit in and to conform. But my community is really based on helping the individual find themselves, even if they have to leave the community to do it, you know? Um, And so in that, they found themselves and they've been able to be able to be themselves in a way that they couldn't be with their family and friends before they found this community. Also, a lot of them have been able to find a way to heal through writing. As we said, I started um, writing for my sanity, which is our free therapeutic writing workshop that I've been teaching for five years now, based off of one of my books was a book of poems, Writing for My Sanity. And I was just trying to find ways to like get my feelings out because I came from a home and a background where I wasn't allowed to talk about certain things. And, you know, I grew up in a home where Back in the day, they said, what happens in this house stays in this house. So you couldn't even go out and get help because you couldn't talk about these things. And so writing became my way of healing and my way of communicating and my way of just being able to voice the things that were happening. And as we've done these writing workshops and I've published these anthologies to help survivors learn how to write their stories, they've really gotten a a better way of writing and healing through writing. Also, I find that they found a way of building something for themselves, because unlike many communities where we want to hold you in and have you work in the community so that you're building this up, we inspire you to go out and create your own because just because you come into this community and it doesn't mean that this is the place where you're going to thrive the most, right? We might help you find yourself in a way that now you need to go out and build a community of people who are just like you. We just helped you find you. That's all. That is beautiful. I'm curious what things have looked like during the pandemic and how you've kept Stronger Than My Struggles thriving and kept this community gelled together. You know, that's a really good question. So in the beginning of the pandemic, I shut down immediately because 
what I do is so in-person, right? So like our weekly workshops were live events where 30, 40 people would come together and fellowship in a room and I would buy food and we would eat and we had Thanksgiving meals together, like we're a family. And so trying to convert this over to the internet was really hard for me because I didn't understand how to take this real community aspect and, and give it the life it deserved virtually. <laughs> Excuse me. And what I found is that they really needed the workshop. So when I fell back from the workshop, they were hurting. And so I had to bring the, the writing workshop online, which was uncomfortable for me, but it helped us expand in a way that I never would imagine. So after four years of teaching, writing for my sanity live in Baltimore, thanks to the pandemic, we expanded into an international workshop where we now weekly had people from the UK, Canada, Africa, the Netherlands, you know, they would just come from everywhere. And it was amazing to have so many different perspectives. And so it just, it opened up so many different doors and that really changed a lot. And then during a the pandemic, what I found is that a lot of people needed help. And so the first thing we did was I launched a pandemic relief fund. And so we would give up to $200 for every person who acts, like regardless of if they were a member of our community or not, I just gave out money. And then we launched the scholarship. So last year we did $7,500 in scholarships. And we did that for black women who were in some kind of healing field. So you had to be in medicine or social work or yoga, something that you could go out and help your community. And so we gave out $7,500 in scholarships during that last year. And that was amazing. And we were able to still do our second um, year of the Christmas gifts. We do heroes for the holidays where for the second year, we were able to spend $8,000 on Christmas gifts for children. We do 80 kids at $100 per kids, having the child uh, and parent create an Amazon wish list. And then we fulfill the Amazon wish list. And so we've been able to um, not do so many live events, but to support our community. And that's been really amazing. This is beautiful that it just <laughs> continues to flourish even more, even with like the pandemic didn't stop nothing for y'all. <laughs> and it's just growing and flourishing even more. That is so beautiful to hear. Amen. Yes, absolutely. And I think sometimes, um, like, sometimes we we struggle to find out different ways to support the community and the ways that you even just express, not even just financially, but just knowing that it's like this safe space um, that Stronger Than My Struggles is created. Like, that's absolutely amazing. Well, you know, speaking of like, there are things less than financially that we've been able to do. Like um, two weeks ago, we had one of our longtime members. Um, he was having a really rough day. He needed to go inpatient and he was waiting for someone to come pick him up and didn't know when they were going to get him. So we got him a ride to the mental institution and he went inpatient and he's been calling me and checking in every two days so that I could let the community know you know, how he's doing and stuff. And he was released Friday and now he'll be going into a day program. And so it's like just being able to even offer that kind of support to get them rides, to send a meal, um, to do the things like to send Christmas dinner to families and things like that. Like we've had Thanksgiving dinner sent to certain families and things. It's just, it's nice to be able to do small things for our community. Yeah. Do you think that people 
well, I kind of heard you earlier talk about it, that people who are around Stronger Than My Struggles, do they tend to want to do more for the community too? Yeah, you know, and that's a great thing. You know, it's hard to be a part of this community and not want to help others because it's really a community of survivors. And so based on the fact that we're survivors, we tend to want to help others. We tend to want to show support. And when we find out that that there are ways that we can be supportive without having to have a bunch of money, it makes it a lot easier. Yes, absolutely. So um, in specifics, uh, is there anything new that you've been adding that you have added in the last two years? So like with the healing through writing, is that something that is still offered, but online now? Or like, is there anything different? Well, you know, I've been able to expand a little. Um, one of my goals for 2022 was to be able to work more with NAMI, uh, which is the National Alliance of Mental Illness. Uh, we have the Baltimore Metropolitan branch here. And I really set goals to take writing for my sanity to NAMI this year. And I'm happy to say that on the 21st of this month, I'll be teaching writing for my sanity for the Baltimore um, volunteers. And so I'm excited about that. And also I'll be speaking with, um, it's so crazy, you know, the Minority Christian Women Entrepreneur Network this month. And it's so weird because people have this idea that I'm not a Christian because I smoke marijuana and I used to be a porn star and I have all these things that don't quite fit into Christianity in people's minds. But it's so weird because all I do is talk about God. It's like, how could you not know that I'm a Christian, right? And so it's weird, but being able to share my story with a group of Christian women um, is really exciting to me because sometimes I find that I challenge the concept of what a Christian woman is, you know? Um, and then I'm excited that this summer I'll be doing my second year working with our local HBCU, Morgan State University, um, working with the youth. So last summer they had me with youth aged 14 through 18, helping them with writing for my sanity. So they had a National Transportation Safety Institute where these kids will be able to later get scholarships to go into the transportation um, department at Morgan. But they wanted to be able to make sure that they had a full rounded way of teaching them. So they wanted to bring mental health aspect into it. So they brought me in to teach writing for my sanity twice a week. And then we also gave them writing prompts three days a week so that they were able to have a healing writing aspect every day that they were in the program. And so this year we'll be able to be in person, thankfully. And I'm so excited about that. Yes, those are such vital ages too, the 14 through 18. Uh, like those are some, that's, that's some, that's a vital age. So for you to be able to take it to the younger ones too, to go ahead and get them started of like, hey, it's healing through writing y'all. Let's, let's get on this. That's amazing. You talking about the, like there being a certain way of like the Christianity um, and then with NAMI. And so basically I'm saying you're using all of these, it, these are all different right communities and populations and you're like spreading it through like amen hey <laughs> yes shout out to you um so I want to stay focused on the brand uh because it's really easy for me to start being like how the heck are you doing this <laughs> right like what like how 
but I do want to stay on your brand. So as far as like products or anything with Stronger Than My Struggles, uh, is there anything that you want to share as far as like, uh, I know you, you have your books and we'll share that, but anything else that you feel like you want to talk about? I mean, you like the earrings. Oh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Those are cute. <laughs> y'all she has the whole freaking logo of stronger than my struggles on her ears how about that <laughs> you know we have uh things like the wristbands and we have pop sockets and things like that but believe it or not I don't even sell them I give them away they're more promotional items for us um I really don't feel the need to sell a lot of things. Again, I want this community to not be one that drains the community. You know, I have, um, it's so weird because I just announced this yesterday that I'll be going back to my Facebook Live soon because I used to do a lot of speaking about things openly on Facebook. Um, And like I said, I'm like the female Archie Bunker of today's society. However, I tell a lot of truths. Archie Bunker told a lot of truths. And, you know, while I won't go into any detail, what I'll say is that over the last three years, I've spent a lot of money and time working with some very popular, well-known coaches, um, coaches that are really respected in our communities. And while I've been working with them, they've been teaching me how to build communities, right? And they've been teaching me how to stabilize my community and grow and expand my community. And a lot of it is cultish. Mm. And a lot of it is what I feel unhealthy for survivors. Um, It may be okay in communities where people are focused on making money. But in a community where we're focused on healing and growing and helping each other and, and the world, I feel dirty doing certain things that I'm being taught. And I refuse to. And so I've invested a lot of money into time and time into things that I find to be a waste of time and energy. And so um, it's really hard for me to do the things that I want to do organically and not harm my community. When did you say you're going back to the Facebook Live so we can make sure that we're sharing that with folks so they know? They start back this month. So um, I'll I'll let y'all know. I'll send, I'll shoot you an email. Okay. So are you tuning in myself? What'd you say, Myra? I said, I'll be tuning in myself. Yeah. Yeah. Are you saying, Melanie, that in those Facebook Lives, like kind of how you just express just like some of the things that you've experienced as you like um, have rubbed elbows with some of these leaders that you'll be expressing yourself in those lives? Like it's a part yeah. of the situation. You know, I, I, when I'm silent and I've been silent for some time, when I'm silent, I'm silent because I'm not quite sure what to say or how to say it. Mm-hmm. And while I'm silent, there are people still being harmed. And if I can stop my silence to save someone in my circle, then it has to be done. I just had to figure out the best way to do it without harming anyone or without creating any animosity and issues because it's never about the person. 
It's about what. And if what's being taught is proper and if it if or if it's not harmful. In addition to the Facebook lives, do you have any takeaways for our audience that you want us to make sure that we share? I, I just, I wanna, again, to highlight that, you know, in today's society, everything is so in your face on the internet. And it's easy to get caught up in the glitz and glamor of what things look like and um, how people do things. And people who have a lot of influence have a lot of money to pay for ads. And so be careful of the things that you involve yourself in. And if something feels uncomfortable or it doesn't feel like it's for you, don't be afraid to step away. You know, even if you've um, invested money, I stepped away at one point and someone sent me a $25,000 check back. So I wouldn't talk about my experience. Mm. So, you know, feel okay to step away. You might get a refund. Um, secondly, I would say that there are so many different ways to heal and every way is not going to be the right way for everyone. So try a few different things and don't get stuck in the fact that it doesn't feel right the first time because everything that's new feels weird. So give yourself a few times to try something, see if it works for you or not. And if it doesn't, then go to something else, but don't feel like just because this one thing didn't work nothing's going to work. Um, and lastly, I would say to be yourself. The internet is so is working so hard right now to turn us all into clones. Um, you don't have to look like everyone else. You don't have to do what everyone else does. I know that TikTok tells you the latest trend, but I suggest deleting your TikTok. I swear, I know it sounds like, you know, you need to have the newest everything, but it's, it's sensory overload. And you're being told how to live your life constantly instead of just living your life. And that makes you try to live up to other people's standards and other people's uh, abilities. And that's a hard thing to do when you're trying to be happy. Yes, to all of that. Thank you so much, Melanie, for... Uh, dropping these gems on us and sharing your brand. Uh, I hope that other people connect with you and we will continue to connect with you as well. Amen. Thank you so much for having me, ladies. Yes, of course. So y'all, we have to shout out our friends over at Fiverr. We are officially a Fiverr affiliate and I love Fiverr because you can literally go to them for any type of project you might want to work on, whether it be if you need a new logo, you need help with the resume, you need help with social media, they help you over there. So go ahead and check out our friends over at Fiverr. That's 5-E-R-R. So five with two R's at the end. So go ahead and check them out with the link in our bio and tell them that we sent you.